0: SeatGeek is the easiest way to find the best deals on tickets to pretty much any live event. Concerts, sports, theater, comedy, whatever you want. Download the SeatGeek app
1: today and enter promo code SEATS to save $20 on your first purchase.
0: <laughs> hey everybody, it's Therese Paler. She's beat writer with the Kansas City Star. And I'm back for another edition of Chiefs Game Plan. On Sunday, we have the Chiefs at 6-5, taking on the New York Jets at 4-7 at MetLife Stadium in New York. Uh, Got a great show for you today. I would like to welcome on Connor Hughes, the Jets beat writer. Um, Connor's very good at what he does and comes on with a lot of information about uh, why the Jets aren't as bad as everyone thought they were going to be, including him. He thought that was a one- or two-win team or four-win team, and they've already got that amount of wins. Um, you know, we also talk about how to beat their offense and how to get after their defense. And then after that, we got a extended edition uh, A-team weekly roundtable. We had the whole damn team. It was Blair Kirkhoff, myself. David Hewlett, Sam Mellinger, and Vi Gregorian. This was a great one, an absolute great one. We talk about what it must be like for Patrick Mahomes this week. We talk about whether the Chiefs should go to Mahomes and arguments against it. We talk about um, why Alex Smith is getting another shot. Um, We also talk about uh, all kinds of stuff. I mean, we've got a really just a fantastic show for you. So, um you know, we oh yeah, Terrell Rivas facing his old team, the Jets. And then, you know, Blair chips in with a, a quick reminder why it might be a little too early to bury these guys. So then after that we make our predictions. So hope you guys enjoy it. I know you'll enjoy it. Without further ado, to kick things off here's my interview with Connor Hughes, the Jets beat writer for New Jersey Advanced Media. Here we go. Okay, I'm pleased to welcome very good beat writer. For the Star Ledger, NJ.com. Connor Hughes covers the Jets. Connor, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great, man. Thanks for joining us. I think our uh, readers would be very interested to hear what's going on in Jets land considering the Chiefs are having their own problems. Uh, <laughs> can't believe this. Eli Manning's been benched before Josh McCown. Um, what's been going on out there in Jets land, man? The 4-17, but McCown's still the guy. How's he been performing?
2: Yeah, you know, I think that's kind of the thing because you know, the, Josh McCown really hasn't given the Jets any reason to bench them. You know, and everybody was talking about, uh, you know, Josh McCown only a short-term answer. Josh McCown will eventually get you know benched, and and eventually, you know, one of the young guys will take over to be Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg. They were kind of saying that, assuming that the Jets were going to be really, really, really bad this year. You know, that they were going to be a 1-15, a 2-14 and ball club. And after six games, they'd be sitting 1-5. and And then so you pull the plug on McCown and you go to the other guy. But, you know, the Jets haven't been that bad. You know, actually, they, they've been relevant, which is, a, a, you know, something kind of crazy to say, considering the dire expectations put on this team before the year. And, and one of the reasons why they've been relevant has been the play of Josh McCown. You know, he's got right around a, you know, I think it's like a 90-something quarterback rating. He has a career high in touchdown passes. He's been a tremendous leader on and off the field. You know, he's making plays to help the Jets win. And, you know, he's not great. He's not Tom Brady. I don't even think he's Alex Smith, but, I mean, he's, he's been a competent player at the quarterback position. And for a Jets team that is so, so young, that's been a big positive for them. So... You know, as crazy as it sounds, you know, why is Josh McCown the starter when Eli's benched, you know, just just a couple miles away? I think it's pretty much because Josh McCown really hasn't given the Jets any reason to bench him yet.
0: In August, how bad did you think this team is going to (laughs) be?
2: I don't, know, I don't know if I can put it in the words, man. I mean, they looked so, so bad in training camp. I mean, they didn't have they didn't have a receiver. You know, they, they didn't have anybody that could catch passes. You we were sitting here watching guys, including Robbie Anderson, who's come on as of late, dropped three or four balls every single practice. You know, about the only guy who looked like he could play was also Safarian Jenkins. You know, their running game was bad. They were letting up 10, 12 sacks of practice. I mean, the Jets looked like a terrible team, but really since they've started playing regular season games, they've been different, and it's been kind of that way since week two. You know, they got their, their, you know, what's handed to them by the Oakland Raiders. But but since then, it's really been a, a positive stepping stone for this team. They haven't won that many games because there are still talent issues on this squad. But they've been better and they've gotten better. So you've kind of seen them, uh, you, you've seen them improve. And, you know, the, the, the steps that this team's taken since those August practices, man, it's been, it's been crazy. Because I'll tell you what, I, I think my, my prediction was 4-12 for this team back in August. And, uh, you know, I, I was being generous with those four wins.
0: Wow. And you know what? You mentioned McCown playing better than expected. A big reason for them being better than anything. But what else has been going right for the Jets, man?
2: I think they, they've started to get some play from Robbie Anderson, really. I think that's been a, a really big positive for this team, that they've got a guy that, that is no longer just a deep threat. You know, Robbie, Robbie last year when he was a rookie, you saw signs that obviously he had tremendous speed and he had good hands, so he kind of figured he could be someone that could stretch the field. You know, maybe like a poor man's Mike Wallace or something, but he didn't really think he could ever be a number one guy or, or a rounded out wide receiver, but he's made tremendous strides this year. He was off the map a little bit earlier in the season, only getting a handful of targets a game, but He's really, really come on as of the way. I think it's six touchdowns in the last five games. You know, and a big reason for that, he's kind of figured out how to run the route tree. He's developed a lot as a receiver, so they're getting a lot of a lot of stuff from him. Uh, the defense has been a little bit better than expected in terms of the secondary. Jamal Adams and Marcus May look like they're the real deal. Cornerback Morris Claiborne has been really good as of late. You know, the defensive line's getting better as Mo Wilkerson and Leonard Williams get healthy. Uh, you know, and aside from that, I think it, it, honestly, I think it's been the play of Josh McCown. I think that's kind of a big thing is that the Jets have a competent guy there at quarterback he's not great he's not tom brady he's not going to light everybody up but they've got competent play there and and when you've got that and then you've got solid coaching and you've got an offensive coordinator that looks like he's got got some pretty good tools there in terms of developing into a good play caller and john morton so things start to click and, and the jets have had the ball bounce their way a couple times they've had it bounce their way not or not bounce their way a couple times and that's why they're sitting at four and eight but you know one of the reasons why they've been pretty solid you know they're they're other guys, like I said, Jerry Jenkins is a big one. Robbie Anderson is another one, one. Jermaine Kurse, the guy they traded for from the Seahawks, has been a big acquisition for this team as far as just a veteran, solid player in that receiving room. But outside of that, I really think it does fall on the shoulders of Josh McCown. He's got the team playing good football.
0: Interesting. Very, very interesting. Are we sure this is what's best for the Jets? They might be playing themselves out of the darn old sweepstakes, man
2: well you know that's the thing is that you kind of got away and I think that was the issue with the Jets going into this season is that you kind of had a coach that was coaching for his life because you didn't think Todd Bowles is going to survive a 1-15-2-14 year so he was trying to win but you also had management that seemed to have their eyes set to the future and, and ownership that was talking about how you know we just want to see progress this isn't about wins and losses so you kind of had two different agendas going at the same time. But it is starting to round itself out. I mean, the Jets at 4-8 are a game out of the number three pick in the NFL draft. You know, they've got a a really daunting schedule coming down here. Obviously, the Chiefs are a pretty good team that they play this Sunday. Then you've got the Patriots still on deck. Road games against the Denver Broncos and New Orleans Saints. I know the Broncos have their problems, but they're a tough team to play in Denver. And then you also have the surging Chargers. So, I mean, it, it is easy to see this thing getting away from the Jets. And, you know, a thing to remember, too, is they have lost six, five of their last six games. If they make it 6-7 to with a loss against the Chiefs on Sunday, you might start to hear those rumblings, some legitimate rumblings about a quarterback change. So, you know, you can make the argument that they're they're hurting themselves in the long run, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's they, they were in a, a unique situation where you had a coach that wanted to win, other people who obviously wanted to see how things were going to shake out in the NFL draft and get a top pick, and, and you kind of got this of what you've got right
0: now okay when the Jets have struggled on offense what have defense has done to them so sorry what was that sorry it broke up a little no, bit that's okay when the Jets have struggled on offense like what what is it like what have the defense has done to make that happen
2: uh for sure, the quarterback. I mean, the Jets' offensive line, I think, has been one of the disappointments of this unit. You know, I, I know looking at it beforehand, where you had James Carpenter and Brian Winters, two guys you believe were pretty good guards. You had Kelvin Beachum, a guy they signed, Brandon Schell, who was coming into his own as a second year right tackle, and Wesley Johnson, who was replaying replacing Nick, Nick Mangold, you thought that was going to be a pretty good unit. You know, not the Dallas Cowboys, but you thought they were going to be pretty good. And they've struggled at, at points this year. I mean, the Jets really haven't been able to get too much going on the ground game absent a you know game or two here or there where they've been able to get something going. And Josh McCown's been hit a lot. I mean, I think he's in the top five in the NFL, both in times he's been sacked and times he's been hit. So, you know, where the Jets' offense has had their issues, has been where their, their blocking has broken down Both in terms of of, uh, running but also pass protection. You know, that's been an issue for them a couple times this year.
0: All right, just a couple more things before I let you go. Um, What's been going right for the Jets defense, man? It's been those two safeties man. they
2: are they look and I know it's early I know their NFL careers are just 12 13 games long but Jamal Adams and Marcus May look like the real deal I mean the Jets look like they've hit home runs with both those guys I know Jamal Adams gets a lot of the hype being you know kind of the more boisterous player and and you know the guy out of LSU the high pick number 6 overall but Marcus May has been just as good I mean that's a guy that can cover he can play zone. He can play man. He packs a punch when he hits. He's kind of like a silent assassin almost. In that he doesn't talk. He doesn't celebrate. He's never gonna you know give these big thrusts or speeches or scream or yell or, or garner the back page headlines. But the guy just is a good football player. And, and then Jamal Adams looked like he could be you know a player like an Earl Thomas level Cam Chancellor type guy where where he can do it all. And he is one of the best players in the NFL for a couple years to come. You know once he develops a little bit. But you know this defense they, they've got some players now and and two of the big ones and one of the reasons why this defense is so much better than they were last year is the play of those two rookies man Jamal Anderson Marcus Maylard they're the real deal
0: All right, sounds good last thing man what uh when the when teams have gotten after the Jets defense man what have they done (laughs) Uh, it's it's kind of been a combination of, of
2: uh, run and pass. I know it's that's really or kind of cliche to say, but but it, it has been that. I mean, it's it's been different things. When they've been able to get the Jets on their heels in terms of of run the ball and establish a run game, and they get the Jets to bring those safeties up in the box to stop the run, and then hit them with the big pass. I mean, that's kind of when they they've had their ability. You know, this is a young Jets team, so you know, they when you get on them and you start dominating them a little bit from the start and from you know from from the the go with things you can shake them a little bit because they haven't learned as much how to come back from behind and realize that yeah you know you might be down two or three scores but there's still a lot of time left to to erase that deficit so teams that have been able to kind of establish the run game to then hit the jets with the path or jump on them early have had some success so i you know if that if you're going to beat the jets it's kind of what you got to do early.
0: okay as always we go with a prediction what's yours for sunday my man uh, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one, man. I know, I know the uh, Kansas City didn't look too good the last
2: time they came to MetLife, but yeah, I think they'll have some success here. The Jets are reeling; they've lost five of their last six games, and I think this might be the last start for for Josh McCown, quarterback, for the Jets. Make a little bit of a switch there. I think, I think that switch could become in the final four games if the Jets lose here. So, yeah, you know, I'll go the, I'll go Kansas City. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game, though. Maybe like 24-10, uh, 24-16, something like that.
0: I will tell you that the last three beat writers I talked to have all picked the Chiefs to win, and it is not. Yeah, they had And they lost. So this could be number four. Um, but, Connor, uh, really great insight, man. I really appreciate your time. Let me know if I can help you, okay?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking time. I appreciate it.
0: All right, my man. Thank you. Okay, good stuff there from Connor. Let's go to our A-team roundtable. Here we go. Um,
1: I will point to you when we're ready to go.
3: Do you already hit your uh, thing twice?
0: Uh, let's see. TP... Let's go. TP instantaneous. <laughs>
2: Roll intro. <laughs> See, this is that unpredictable. Like, <laughs> all day regular, and Now we're just...
0: <laughs> now we're in it. Now we're in it. We are in it. And you're on fuse. Let's go. We're and in. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Therese Paler. Chief's B-Rider with the Kansas City Star, and I'm here with the whole A team, which already has more juice than the Chiefs displayed on Sunday. Um, no? We've won five of our last six, I think. <laughs> 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 Blair Kirkhoff, how you doing? Doing great. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. As do I. As do I. As
3: Good to be here, good to be with you.
0: Yeah, good to be with you guys too. And Sam, the wild card. Exactly.
4: Thanksgiving's the best.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the lion. So happy. The, the lion of the star. Huh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know, I'll take
0: it. Yeah. The king the prince of the city, Let's Sam The X-Factor. Not, not based on his mane though.
4: That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> ah, have, That's not even glass houses.
0: That's like, it's like sorry, mortar, Santa. brick and mortar yeah. houses. Right. That was a shot across all of our miles. Blair's the only one with a full uh, head of hair yeah. in this room. Ulits bald, I'm getting there. Just the seven footer over here
4: making short jokes. Yeah.
3: yeah. Really, not not since he just eviscerated Jim Thomas about not having any. <laughs> <to help> <laughs> Because Blair taking a shot like that. <laughs> he was due. At the foul Knight
1: Challenge.
3: we hadn't been talking about it.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Blair, the oldest one of all of them, was in his hair, just rock solid, yes. dude. Like, just. Same as, same as his prom. I know. That's, that is right out of 1972, <laughs> right there. That, that, is, that is to be envied, okay? More ways more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're off to a rollicking yeah, start. Let's go. Um, look, the Chiefs are six and five. By some miracle, these guys are still <laughs> above five hundred, and they're facing a team that's not very good—the New York Jets. Um, you know, they haven't been as bad as we all thought they were going to be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But at four and seven, this is a team the Chiefs should be able to go in and beat theoretically. But the question is, are they going to be able to go in there? pull themselves together, and put together a complete enough game to win on the road in a the stadium they were just at. That is unbelievably sterile <laughs> and not very much fun to play in. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like there's going to be no energy in that stadium. Mm-hmm. There's going to be no juice there at all. You know, The Chiefs are going to have to pull within themselves to get it. But um, We'll talk about that. Uh, look, we got a great show for you. We know you guys want to talk about the quarterback. We'll do that. We're going to talk about what this week must be like for Patrick Mahomes, Who's the biggest? Who's the most popular player in Kansas City right now? We're going to talk about what this week must be like for Alex Smith, who is the opposite of that. Um, Blair, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about how this team's been in a one in five hole before. Yep, sure you know, has. They they've gone one and five in five and six game. What did they do? They
1: they uh, they did the exact opposite. They won they won as many games as was left on the schedule right. right here.
0: So we're going to we're going to go through that again and see if we can draw some some uh, parallels and. Um, we'll also talk about Darrell Revas's re- uh, upcoming debut against the Jets his old team which should be fun and finally we'll answer your good questions <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna answer all of them we're gonna answer your good ones okay yeah, these people had a good
1: Thanksgiving based on those questions they did that you got Sunday night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, there, there was uh, they, they were they were ready to
0: they were ready to unload on the these guys because uh, I understand it like this team is frustrating you know there, there's a lot of things to dissect, the number one thing being the offense and the quarterback play, which leads us to our first topic. Um, People are calling for the rookie. They want Patrick Mahomes. Uh, For various reasons, that might not happen. Um, This offense is built for Alex Smith. This offense, um, you know, the the whole plan has been for Pat not to play this year, Mm -hmm. even though he's the number two quarterback. You know, there haven't been preparations made for him to play. Okay, so that means that even if they lose on Sunday, Alex is probably still going to be the guy. You know, barn just a total collapse. So, with that in mind, you know, Sam, what do you think this week is like for Patrick? Because if he has to prepare to play every week as a number two, but if the plan is was for you to never play, do you think there's any chance of you know shock or the moment being 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 too big for him at
3: all?
4: Um, not from. What we hear from people who know him well, um, and I guess for me, I'm thinking mostly of, of his college coach, Cliff Kingsbury, and some of the things he said. I remember talking to, to Cliff at Big 12 Media Days in Dallas, and I said something like, you want him to sit, right? Like, that's that's the best for him. And he was like, you know, like, I think that's what they want him to do, but I'll tell you this. I know I like the kid and whatever, but um, I just know how competitive he is and how talented he is. And how good of a coach Andy is, and if there's a situation where they have to play him, they can scale some things back, and he can get you through, and he's going to make some plays that that are going to help you too. So, I I don't think, I guess, I I don't think that Pat Mahomes would be a complete, just utter disaster if he had to play. This isn't Achilles Smith. Yeah, Yeah. and and if he was, you made a terrible pick, right, and and a a terrible trade. But anyway, to answer your question more specifically about what this week is like for him, he better know, and whether whether it's. Because Matt Nagy or, or, or Andy Reid or, you know, one of his old coaches or mentors or whatever has told him, or maybe he just knows, that this is a really important week for him. Um, he's not going to play on Sunday unless Alex gets hurt. But this is an important week for him in how he carries himself. And, yeah. and he better be the exact same that he's been the first 12 weeks of the season, including the bye. Like he, he better He better carry himself like that, like a professional. Because I think people are watching him, and he knows – and th- some of this is because Alex has been so bad the last two weeks, but some of it too is like, you, you're not going to get 53 people to, to agree on anything. Some people in that locker room probably want him to play and want, want to see what he's like. Mm-hmm. And he knows that, but he better carry himself like a, a professional and like a respectful rookie.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting to picture what's going through his head that might be different than when Alex was thriving, right? I mean, now there's got to be the, the public part or what he's, what he exudes with his teammates, but... You really wonder what the internal monologue is, like you know, and there's no way to know. I mean, I don't think he would ever say, you know, I really think now I should be playing. But it, it's interesting to, to wonder how he's changed his own view.
0: Well, I will say, I think Patrick strikes me as a guy who loves football, and I think guys who are competitive who love football as much as he seems to love it. Right? Like, weren't you? Haven't you gotten that sense, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. And haven't you guys been talking to I really people? Like you no, no doubt. Oh, right. you get, have you guys ever gotten the sense that this guy kind of lukewarm on football? Not no,
4: like, I, I, I've oh, always. I, I think he's all in, and and part of why I think he's all in. Some people are chosen by football. And I I think that Pat kind of chose football. He was a draftable player. I mean, his daddy was a baseball player. He could have done that. It's a safer career path, right? Um, And and he chose football. He gave up something that he loved and that he was really good at. Um, And that was a high draftable third round or higher kind of, you know, as a pitcher. Pedigree, obviously, with his dad. And and he chose football because this
0: is what he loves to do. I think there's a lot to be said for that. The only reason I bring that up is that, if he's really built that way, which we think he is, there's a great chance that, um, you know, he's actually, like, excited. <laughs> yeah. You know, that he's just yeah. like, oh, you know, he's starting to think, you know, with the right break, here yeah. I go. And if that happens, he will come in and start slinging it. Like, mm-hmm. there is no way he won't. Mm-hmm. The problem is he's still raw enough that after a couple games, defensive coordinators will see, like, what he yep. does well and all the things he misses – and you could have, like, a multi-game stretch where it's ugly while he's learning it on the run, you know, on the fly, how to spot these things or are forcing him to do what he's not comfortable doing. I think they'd rather have this play out with a whole off season of preparation. Sure.
3: Oh, yeah. The thing that's complicated a little bit about this, by the way, is the threshold for when you would say we got to get him ready for next year because what's weird is, all right, let's say they lose to the Jets. Well, the, I think one of you guys pointed this out on our Sunday night thing the next two games are the ones that are going to actually dictate whether they go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's not that simple, but it's close to that. So, you know, now you're talking about one or two games left if, if it turns out that they uh, have, you know, just plummeted completely. So, I, I, I'm, anyway, I I'm have to say, I don't know that you wouldn't see a scenario where they'd say we're 6-6, six and six, it's, it's go time. I don't That's think. tough.
0: I think those two games being rival rivalry games, yeah. which Andy always schemes up well. Here, the record proves it. Right. You know, I think Alex should probably start those games. I think that's what they think. I think they think Alex should start, kind of, even no matter what happens on Sunday. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think that's what they think. And if if they keep if they stay in the tank, okay, you're six and eight at that point. Now there's really no reason not to play Pat. You get a jump start on next year that way. But at, I, least that way got, at least that uh, way you got. At least that way you've got it figured yeah. out. You know. Yeah.
1: You so, know. So the question to me, it's a simple question: Does it does Patrick Mahomes now give you a better chance to win a game? Right now, given the circumstances, circumstances we don't know. Has he been taking first team reps in practice? We don't know that. Um, we could ask, but we wouldn't find out the answer to that. Um, is uh, are the things that the Chiefs are doing wrong besides Alex Smith something that Pat Mahomes could you know uh, you know could overcome? Could cover for you. Yeah. Cover for and and I don't know if that's the case, especially when we talk about the offensive line and what's not happening there and what's not yep. happening with the running yep. game. Yep. So so we're. What, what Patrick Mahomes could bring to the Chiefs that maybe Alex Smith isn't now is a fresher approach, a little bit more of elusiveness. You know, even even though Alex has that, but but Mahomes is just younger, fresher, the creativity, yeah, creativity. Yeah. Good word for it. Um, but is it enough to is it enough to give the, to, to answer the question, does that give the Chiefs a better chance to win a game? I
0: don't think it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. I'll, tell, I'll, you, I'll yep. tell you one thing though. You you play cover two against Patrick Mahomes, yep. there's gonna be some deep balls up that sideline you don't wanna have happen. That's the thing. Um
4: <clears throat> he walks in the first snap he takes, he's better at certain things than Alex Smith is. Yeah, Without a doubt. I mean, there's a lot of things he's not as good, right? but, but he, he, he does have those two things. But
1: you take a and look, block. and, and there, there are some recent examples of this, right? Just this season. It happened in Buffalo, and Buffalo was a disaster, yep. right? Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's going to happen with the New York Giants this week. We'll see what happens with the Giants, with Geno Smith taking over for, for Eli Manning. But it also happened with the Houston Texans, and that was a great success. When Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson took over for Savage, and before he got hurt, Deshaun Watson was the toast of the of, of football. So it it happens both ways.
3: You know, a question along these lines that, that ties into this so about whether you know he would overcome or or make up for things that Alex is not clicking with. How much do you feel like? Um, what, what is Andy really talking about when he says there's all these other things? I mean, is oh, he talking about... Oh, i
0: got the answer <laughs> yeah, for you on that. But how
3: much... Well, the one specific thing, you, you go all in, but I, the one thing I wanted to allude to specifically is, is there really a problem with guys cutting routes off at 12 instead of 17? Or, or vice... Or, you know, The
0: side adjustments are a massive problem. Mm. Okay? Like, Chris Conley is very valuable because he's smart. Football
3: smart. <laughs> 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 My guy. As a, as a tier.
0: <laughs> In football, there are things called side adjustments. I talk about them a lot. In short, a lot of the West Coast offense is predicated on making adjustments mid-play. So if you're a receiver, you need to be able to analyze the defense before the snap. And then after the snap, you have to adjust your route based on what the defense is playing, depending on the concepts of the coverage. If that sounds difficult, it's because it is, unless you're naturally football savvy. Uh, Chris Conley had that down like really good. and he, he, could, he had it down good enough that he could line up at different receiver positions, understand that terminology, and adjust his route based on where he lined up and the concept of the play. That is not easy to do. This offense is not plug-and-play easy to go. I mean, like, sometimes
3: two guys might go to the same place. Yeah. So, yeah. And those are that
0: not does, even Demarcus Robinson. That doesn't happen. <laughs> never happens at this that, point. That was two guys who know the offense were involved in that. Mm-hmm. You know, Ty and I mean. And by
3: the way, just to cut to them specifically, are, they, are both those guys. They're youngish still, Ty especially. But well, are they good at this? Well, Albert is. Albert's. But
0: Ty has some work to do. Well, Ty's okay too. Like, it, generally, the 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 talk I hear about that doesn't center around those guys, and it never centers around Albert. Albert always knows where to go. Ty is, has better football intelligence than you probably think.
3: But um, that's not always the same as you know being able to have this. Rather complicated, intricate system down in his second year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, he's okay, though. Like, I was surprised. that. Ha- that Ty's actually pretty football So, who's, smart.
3: who's struggling? DeMarcus. Uh,
0: yeah, he's, he's picking that up, um, you know. But it happens with Ty, too, though. Like, the last play of the game. That was a miscommunication between Alex and yeah, Ty. Sure it, it happens with him. It just, from what I've been told, it rarely happens with Albert. But the point is, it's not just that, though. Um, And also, Travis is really solid, too. But, like, it's not just that. Like, this offensive line, like, I'm Mm – guys, they're having problems. The movement at the point of attack, man. Like, this is not the same line we saw in September. And they might be playing now, but you never know what offensive linemen, how healthy they are because they're tough guys. And the best ability for an offensive lineman is availability. So, yeah, the center and the right guard, right? Uh, it might be more, Yep. you know, some like everything doesn't get reported, like guys get hurt and like, you know, you do whatever you want with that information. I'm just saying like, you know, there's reasons that this line is just not moving people the same way they were. Um, their technique is off, it's sloppy, there's a breakdown every play, some, somewhere, it's not It really the does line. seem
4: to, like, if you go through the tape, right, like it's, oh, on that play was the left tackle. Yeah. On that play it was the right guard. guard right, On that yeah. play was the left guard. Like It, 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 it yeah. seemed like it was a different person each day. A lot of times it was the left tackle, <laughs> if we're going to be completely honest. But the, the, <laughs> he, he was not the only one. But you the know, right but tackle had some problems. The, he, right, the right tackle is. had problems. Yeah, then. But
1: my favorite moment was, the, and Vi and I talked about this during the game, was the Kareem Hunt carry where the left guard <laughs> yeah. ended up
4: behind. <laughs> yeah. Kareem. yeah, Kareem had the ball it looked like he was blocking for
3: as his head got pulled back. He saw, hey, that's and, where you are.
4: And and that's that right. was um, that Zach Fulton that we're talking about. And that that was, was that the play. Sometimes I get him confused um, where the the nose guard just kind of ran right by him. Was that? Or was that a different play where he, he kinda stepped back oh. and the nose guard ran
0: through? I know him what or I was want- that a different one. I know what I wanted to say. I think that was a different one. Different play. But yeah. Some of these blocks they're being asked to make are really difficult. Right? Yeah. Like some of these yeah. blocks it's, it's not it's are it's really difficult it's. to make. Like that's a coaching thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's one play, they're asking Zach Fulton, the left guard, to reach like a nose tackle on a zone run who's aligned. line so Zach Fulton is here. And the center is here, right? And the right and the the defensive lineman is here. They're asking this Zach Fulton to come all the way and cut that guy off. This is the NFL. That that's a borderline impossible block, in my opinion. There's got to be a way to simplify that scheme to cut some of these angles down. So it's not even just the performance of the players. Some of these blocks are really difficult to make. They tweaked the scheme in the bye week. It hasn't worked, running the ball. They tweaked some of their blocking scheme. It hasn't worked. They have to go right back down to high school and college fundamentals on some of these blocks. But seriously, like that's where we're at right now. And that's not like easy to hear. That's not great to hear, but that's where we're at. Because you know if they can't execute... And, like, as far as, like, reaching your block, not winning the block. I mean, just reaching there, mm-hmm. getting there. You've already lost at this level, okay? And it's not going to get easier. It's not going to get easier. You know, you're, you're going to come up against some teams that can that can get penetration. Yeah. Uh, and Dominican and Sue's coming.
4: Yeah, how's that going to go? <laughs> yeah. I yeah.
1: uh, just hope it's a really cold day.
0: not want to be there. You know, you hope <laughs> they're Which out of the battle, by the way. way <laughs> like, like, going, they're gonna be out of the playoffs. I know. Hoping hey, that's a, that
4: Indominus Sue just doesn't want to be there is actually a pretty good strategy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just has a decent success rate. The number two thing: don't talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> no inciting that bear. You don't want any of that. Um, even Sue, who's not in his prime. So you look. There's a lot going on with this. It's not just Alex. Let's uh, let let go back to Alex. one. Of,
3: okay, yeah. So this is related to Alex. All right. What was he? Uh, I can't remember the numbers now. Twenty-two or thirty-six, something like that. Saturday, Four, fourteen incompletions, something like that. I don't, I don't know the exact number. Out of those, including the the handful that were, looked just way off, right? How many of those are in fact what you see is what you get? That oh, he just threw a bad pass, and how many are, as you just noted, you know, ties a couple yards off, he's thrown before the cut.
0: It's hard to tell. That's the problem. It's hard to tell because sometimes. Sometimes, like, it's hard to tell the difference between, like, a bad pass and a route that wasn't run at the correct depth. Yeah. yeah. Because the accuracy can be off here or there or there or there, but if the guy had run the right route, it would have been right on the money. Right? And more often so than the not, he's
3: before the cut because the right. anticipation where he's right. going.
0: And yeah. it has could be better at throwing anticipation. He actually doesn't do
3: that as well as... It, but, right. Hey, wait, so I don't Unless know, it's, it's been a scheme. rhetorical question or a way. I don't, no, I don't know how it. many, but, it, but it's... It's a true. It's a true thing that that's a factor. The,
0: the point is, ball watchers are just looking at the quarterback, saying he stinks, and he doesn't. He's not playing well. And you can call me an Alex apologist if you want. Quite frankly, I don't care because you're not doing the work I'm doing or talking to the people I'm talking to. It's not just that you like that. <laughs> I always like it. Yeah, it's one of it. my favorite parts of the show. What is it? No. Just <laughs> when I just but I give him the corporate elbow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I came by the corporate thing honestly. Yeah. Believe me, I think you're in the corporation with me. To be yeah, honest,
4: sometimes I, I dabble.
0: Yeah, you do. I, I will tell you the questions we get and the feedback we get when teams bad. Not quite so flattering. We've had to drop the elbow on some people this week, Sam. Yeah. Both of us, yes, corporate the cor-
3: <laughs> There was a nice little exchange that I, I noted that your response was simply "thanks." We know what we're doing. <laughs> and it got, the best, but the best part of all, there was some nice uh, riffs off it. But the one I enjoyed the most was just that Andy McCullough liked it.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> Did he really? Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> That,
4: he sees the bat signal of somebody being like rude to somebody on Twitter. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest,
0: he deserved it. Like, I, hey, don't suggest questions for me. Okay? And by the way, he I did come it.
3: back. He did come back, and he did. Sort of right. said he didn't mean to come out the way it did. Or, you know. I, I,
0: everything I asked, there's a reason for it. I know what I'm doing. Okay, um, <laughs> I got it. I got this. If they pay me for this. I got it. Um, <laughs> i been yeah, doing this a few a years, years. Can I? Okay. <laughs> I feel like Andy, when we ask him scheme questions, like, hey, I, I know what the problem is. Okay, i <laughs> got. I've been it. doing this a few that's years, right? right?
1: Okay. I'm going to get Teresa a coffee mug that says, I know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs>
0: right here. Yeah. Just leave it right here. A giant <laughs> mug. Uh, so what what do you guys think this week must be? Oh, but that's not the best part of it. The best part was your response To the one guy who was like, I know it's not easy, but you guys have to get after Andy in these press conferences and be really aggressive. You're like, you know what? Totally fair. We should just tie him up in a basement and blast him in the face with a light bulb.
2: (laughs) Answer the question!
0: totally fair criticism, and you left it at that, which gave me an opportunity to do my uh, Pete Campbell Mad Men chuckle you know, oh, yeah, that I've yeah. been waiting to use for a long time. So 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 happy. Uh, okay, what do you guys think this week is like for Alex? Because he went from being like the toast of the league to being I mean, this cannot be an easy week for this guy, man. I can't
4: believe how far and how fast. And uh, the, the thing that I keep going back to, too, like we're talking a lot about, you know, the the side adjustments and you know these little things like his confidence is wrecked and it's not all his fault because he doesn't have confidence in the offensive line. Well,
0: yeah, <laughs> it comes by that honestly.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and when he's throwing the ball, he doesn't he can't have confidence that anyone maybe outside of Travis Kelsey, right, is going to be where he needs him to be. And like, there there's just there's a lot of circuit overloading with him that seems to happen when. Other things are going wrong, and 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 he's lost that confidence. There's just the the play the other um, on Sunday on the third down when he scrambled and he was going to the left and Demarcus Robinson was wide open. And yeah, in early, his this field, was really. Yeah, yeah, in his yeah. field of vision, if Alex's eyes were anywhere other than right in front of him, Demarcus Robinson was wide open near the sideline for a first and, down. Yeah, and and he decided to take it himself and run, and that to me is just the portrait of a quarterback that has no confidence right Yeah,
0: now. I agree. You know, he's got a good – it was before he had to. Yeah. And yeah,
3: yeah.
0: The good thing is that he's 34. He's been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. So this isn't the first time he's been in the hole. He's been it, in the hole. Well, he's been in
3: the pit before. And, and that's a reservoir for him, isn't it? I mean, he he's really, he's yeah. – isn't he – I mean, <laughs> he can't, he'll lean on that this week. Won't he will. He, he will. And, and remember, I mean – This he, is what makes him special, though, like in the, as
0: a person. Yeah. Like he – the way he answers our questions – hasn't changed. He's actually been kind of like a rock, like throughout all this, you know, after these disappointing losses, he's been beat up, he's been awful. He's the same guy, trying to be thoughtful, trying to. There's something to be said for that, because, like, a leader yeah, needs to be yeah.
1: that way. And understanding his predicament and understanding where the team is. I yeah. don't think he's, you know, uh, I don't think he's trying to sugar... It's not like Andy, you know, it's, he, he answers questions certainly more thoroughly than yeah. Reed does. And uh, I, I'm. I'm, I'm Always impressed with Alex, Alex
0: the man. Yep, right. he, yeah. Like w- we can
4: have these two thoughts, right? That Alex the last two weeks has stunk, but still be incredibly impressed with Alex the guy. Right. And and for he had some luck like he you know, he comes from a very strong, good family and all that stuff. But he's faced like so much so this is not like, you know, came up in a single parent household and poor right. or whatever. But beyond that He's faced a ton of adversity in his life. This is not a guy that's going to get shook. By, like, I mean, drafted when he was 20 years old by an absolutely dysfunctional and completely BS organization. And asked to carry the mail. Yeah. Start when he wasn't ready no, at he was, all. Uh, and this was not a football prodigy. Um, he, he told me when he first got here, we um, you know did this interview, and he said, like, kind of off to the side, like. Um, you know, I only played one game in college where I knew that I was even a draftable, you know, professional quarterback. And I was like, well, you don't mean that literally. like, no, literally. I only, the bowl, his bowl game, I think it's Fiesta Bowl or whatever. Shut um, yes. Yeah, shut up. His junior year, he said that was the, uh, maybe even sophomore year if he registered it, But he said it was the only time that he ever played knowing that there was a chance that he could be pro. He said that there were more reporters at his first OTA with the 49ers than any college game he played except for that last bowl game. Hmm. Like this was not a football prodigy. He played in high school Reggie Bush was his teammate. Like that's where that's who people were watching. It was it was the guy it wasn't the guy handing the ball to like so he has been through all this adversity. The one in five coming back from it. Uh, he missed a season because of the freaking doctor. For the 49ers left a wire in his shoulder and they had to go back and get it. So he that just cost him a whole year. He's playing the the season of his life, gets a concussion, loses his job, and they lose the Super Bowl by five yards. Like this is a guy that's been through some, some professionally adversity. Big so this team. is not I'm not telling you that Alex Smith is gonna be a great quarterback and be, you know, the first seven weeks, Alex, the rest of the time. But if he's not, it's not gonna be because he shook and can't handle it. And that to me is why seeing this confidence right now
3: is a little bit jarring. I figure though he's hitting some kind of he's got to have some mechanism. All those things you just said, I'm figuring he's got some kind of mechanism for going back to basics on letting whatever it is, letting go, yeah, flushing whatever. You mm-hmm. know, so there's something there in him, and you can just see it in all its, the equilibrium he has on everything. My gosh, he's the guy who, he, even after that Cowboys loss, he, he played along on the potato sack. Race. He did. Um, yeah, sure that sure. has nothing to do with anything, but I oh. felt the need to mention that.
1: But isn't it all the more? It makes it all the more apparent that that he alone can't lead a team the way other quarterbacks can or can't pull a team out of the fire, that he needs things around him to be, you know, ideal. Very good point. You yeah. know? Or at least, yeah. At it, least. It, 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 we, we didn't think that maybe in the first five games we were lulled into a little false sense of security, but everything, everything clicked. Everything, everything was going right away. Everything was, yeah. 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 So now everything is... Terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. every On the offensive side, everything is terrible. The offensive line has been bad, and Kareem Hunt's not, you know, because of the offensive line, Kareem Hunt's been mm-hmm. limited. Wide receivers running the wrong routes. It's a, and he, you know, he can't make it happen. You know, he, he can't make it happen.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of it is too, like, this is no secret. This is no secret that you needed the right pieces around him to be. This isn't, they knew this That's five, five years? years ago. They knew it every Why isn't that the move? line better right now? Like they knew this five we've known this five they've had five drafts to improve this line. So that they coach them up better.
4: That as much as anything is the biggest reason for, for the pessimism, I think, going forward, is that if you think about it, and this is something I'm gonna write about either today or tomorrow, like this team now, they've got five games left that are gonna completely dictate how the last five years are measured. And this is not at all. So this is an absolutely crucial stretch. They're free-falling, and this is not at all the team, even a little bit of what they expected to have for this stretch. Uh, yes. That, yes. That is a lot of problems.
0: And I'll also tell you this, too. Another thing that gets – why haven't they been able to develop and draft a number two tight end that's like Anthony Fasano? Yeah, especially the way they use tight ends. Like right,
1: important as tight ends are yeah. to this offense. Right, like and if they, you have they faith. made a move just this week. Mm-hmm. If yeah.
0: you have faith, right. If you have faith in Demetrius Harris, okay, but you better be right. Mm-hmm. You didn't draft him. You drafted. You developed him. You yeah. signed him as. And you well, okay. Well, now you just you release Ross Travis and call up Orson Charles because Orson Charles apparently can block. There were tight ends. There have been tight ends the last five drafts you could have taken. Mm-hmm. Where are the two tight end sets to help the offensive line? Well, like you know, Alex is struggling. Where's the game plan against Oakland a year ago? You remember that game mm-hmm. with the shifts mm-hmm. and the two yeah. tight ends and the heavy personnel, yeah. Yeah. and it's all you're doing is running the football yeah. and your play action, and you're making it easy, and that's how Alex wants it to be, anyway. Yep. Like, where's that
1: stuff at? That's how Tyreek went for seventy and, and sixty. You know, against was it Oakland last year when it was a great hole. I remember the hole, and it was and Kelsey had a great block on that play and. That's yeah. a great point that they don't have. It's not yeah, there. It's,
4: it's how Alex Smith had a perfect... Speaking of, of Oakland games, how Alex Smith had a perfect passer rating at Oakland, basically by throwing screen passes. Five, to five screen pass, this, or this
0: offense should have always been built around a power run game, a dominant offensive line, two tight ends. You already got the Kelsey part. And then like a number two tight end that can block and catch the ball. He doesn't have to make people miss. But it always should have been built around that. Yeah. And then... Because when you do that, you make teams respect the run, and makes it all oh, bigger windows for Alex to throw into deep. Um, I know this is all hindsight's 20, 20, you know, hindsight's 2020. 20. The offense looked great the first five. I got it, but like what you saw the first seven weeks is what you would get with Alex if the offensive line was better, if the play calling was more power oriented. He's always been that kind of quarterback, and offensive line's not, in the coaching, and the coaching, in addition to Alex, again. It's a lot. It's more than just him. One little thing about that that I would add, though, is it's not just like we need to
4: decide to have a power run game. They don't have an offensive line that can pull off a power run game right now. And, and that means that these, you know, <laughs> Zach Fulton needs to get to that block. You know, uh, because they're not gonna they're not they gonna to push up front. They have to be receptive to yeah. yes, their blocks. Yes, yes. The and the timing has to be good, perfect. Right, it has to be like that. that. It can't be like that. You know, it's right. gotta be like right. Right. absolutely they've gotta nail it. Yeah.
0: But there is one thing there is one thing to be optimistic about Blair. They've been in this hole before, haven't yeah, they? they? Yeah,
4: they have um,
1: they started one in six to one in five to open uh twenty fifteen. And the, different teams, different personnel. The quarterback's the same. A lot of maybe half, half the offensive started the same. Justin Houston was hurt most of that year, but came back and had a monster stretch. But here's the thing I remember most about, and what's pertinent about that start versus this start, at one, when the Chiefs were going one and five to open 2015, we spent maybe a day over here because the rest of the time. The whole city was captured <laughs> right. <with> the Royals. <laughs> the Royals oh, were well, no. their post runs. That's right. You were here all the time. Nobody else was here. I was <laughs> the only... Yes. So they were doing this, and people were mad, but they were det- det- detract- distracted Dicks with the Royals. On. I mean, yeah. today, the the locker room was jammed full of media people. Yeah. Everybody wants to know what's going That's on. Funny, yeah. It was.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to park on the hill. Yeah.
1: We were all <laughs> <laughs> parking distant, uh, distant uh, long walks to get here, but... I don't listen. Whether that had anything to do with it or not, at least they did it in so, a little bit of anonymity, right? Yeah. And, and then <laughs> and they came back and beat Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger, which right. was big. Landry Jones was the quarterback, and they went to London and beat the, the hapless, hapless Lions uh, the night that the, the night that the Royals won Game Five. I didn't New York. care. I had the time of my life. I was great. I'm like,
0: hey, Lions lost whatever. Write it. this out, boom boom. I'm going to Marble Arts. Let's go. <laughs> Whatever. I'm talking. more moving to Wimbledon. I didn't care. It was, bye week. Bye. I was done. Three and fives. They have the bye week, and
1: and then the schedule got the schedule got easier when they started one and five. It stayed easy really the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But that was when Jamal Charles got hurt, and they had to make do with Spencer yeah. Ware and Chuck Kendrick West. Eric Berry was fantastic. Yeah. The last two yeah. months of that season. Marcus Peters. Was the defensive rookie of the year? Yep. Seems like he had to pick six almost every other game. A lot of good things happened after they started that, and, God. and, and, and it started in anonymity.
0: God, Peters yeah. yeah. so was so the good day after that year. the dumpster <laughs> Facebook <laughs> live, we went to Toronto. That's
1: right, we flew to Toronto from Minneapolis after <laughs> <Yeah>. the dumpster <laughs> show.
0: <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> 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 all right, uh, last thing we'll, we'll cover
1: in the dumpster game. That was when. Wasn't that when Donald Stevenson caused the fumble? Uh, yeah. he, did.
0: Yeah. he did. He did. <laughs> he knocked it out. He stripped, uh, stripped Sarcantic West. <laughs> I went to talk to Donald after the game about it. He's like, no, nah, I'm <laughs> uh, I forgot. That. He stripped his own man. Last he didn't he cover it either. <laughs> did not. <laughs> Strip it. Last thing we'll talk about. Uh, Darrell Reeves to make his debut against the Jets. The Jets aren't a good football team, but I do think it'd be fun seeing Darrell Reeves play. Now, he'll wear his number. He'll wear 24. I'm really kind of interested slash excited to see what the guys got left, because if, he, yeah, if he's just a smart player, and he doesn't have to move the way he used to, but if he's just a smart player, I think he could be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um You know, that's going to knock Terrence Mitchell probably out of the mix, thinking, it, I mean, because. Reeves start. Who had a good game, by the way? He did
1: against the Bills. Good enough
0: to make us think that why was there this three or four game stretch where he wasn't? Mm-hmm. What was happening? Um, at least he competes. I know that. And I'm not saying the other guys don't compete, but like he competes and like will make a play, right? Um,
4: the the Revis thing too is a reminder in some ways uh, not to pile on, but like how many problems they have because they signed Revis with, when they were in the process of, of trying to woo him. Here, it was because the defense was just a complete pile of hot garbage, and you know it's they've given up what uh, 28 points the last two weeks. Um, So it looks a lot better, but they've also played two pretty bad you know offenses the last two weeks, and it's just anyway to me it's a reminder of like the last time they played a decent offense, you know Dallas ripped them up pretty good. Um, you know, and, and they, you know, the Raiders game in Oakland, they gave up 500 and whatever it was yards. I mean, it's just a reminder of how many problems this team has. Like, we've been focused so much on the offense and, and the quarterback specifically that kind of forget how bad the defense has been.
0: Can we answer some questions, men? Let's do it. Okay. Um, Fred Cabralo says, "What if Smith gets hurt? What do they do then?" Well, they're going to play Patrick. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's the risk of losing that locker room? If Andy doesn't have Mahomes working with the first team, if so, who are those players on the D? Well, that's a question from Rob Nassari, who's one of our loyal watchers. So, thank you, Rob. Uh, I'm sorry, he's asking um, – what's, Just what's the risk, risk of, of losing the l- locker room if Mahomes doesn't play this week? If he doesn't play this yes. week?
4: Yes. Uh, no, oh, no, I don't that's, think that's not, not going to be the I don't think it's in I play. So yeah. not, not
1: this week. Mm-hmm. No. I talked to a couple guys, just what about Alex, and, what, why does, and they both told me that – um, Alex is their leader. Yeah. The offensive guys, Alex yeah. is their leader.
0: Yeah. Terrence Robinson says, Can Alex Smith overcome his pre-snap reads? It appears he's not adjusting to the changes of zone coverages once the ball is snapped. Well, Andy likes it that way. Andy wants you to run the play. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to run the play that he's drawn up and been all this time game planning. That's what he likes about Alex. He can process the offense and like execute like what he does. So... You know they don't they don't really want him to be that
3: creative, or, uh, or at least they are not ask him to do it because it's just not him. Well, look and even though all those have their own options within it, right? Right. I mean,
4: yeah, I think and and the problem too is with the pre snap reads, it's not getting into a different play, it's executing that play because I think there are times where you know he thinks it's it's cover three um, because of what the linebacker does, but it's really cover two, and that means Travis mm. Kelsey's
0: open and doesn't get the ball. Got a good question here from uh, Terrence Robinson again, who says, can we talk about Reggie Raglin and him being a reason our defense is better? He's, he's looking like bad, a steal. Man. Reggie's been good. He has been. And also, oh, he's uh, a good guy, man. Like, at least as far as, like, being in the room. I hear raves about his, like, football character, mm-hmm. right? And that matters. Mm-hmm. And, there's, a, you know, there's a, he's got a little – and he looks up to Derek. I think he's got a little DJ in him a little bit mm-hmm. as far as being willing to talk and being a – there's some there's some real positives happening with Reggie Ragland right now in a Bills, big way. Why did the Bills give up on
1: him? I don't man, know. They man, shouldn't. What a,
0: a fine from Chiefs. What a good move. Anybody got? Okay. Landon Allen says, and this is a great point. Let's not forget this either. How much of an impact has the Chiefs' most recent draft made this year? Well, we've gotten zero production from our first and second round picks. By the way, your fourth round pick is a special teamer that they like, but. Yeah, Chesson hasn't contributed in an offense. Only
1: one player. Only, right. one player. Only one player. Yeah, there was right a then. pro football focus stat. I think it was two weeks ago. The Chiefs have had the fewest
0: starts by rookies in any team in the NFL. Yeah. Well, well, I guess the fewest snaps too. How does I would diva- assume that's true. Yeah. How does this defense look if you don't trade for Patrick? Which I was for. I get it. I'm not. But I'm just saying, it would have made this team better to keep that pick, use it on Tre'Davious White, who ended the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and, then draft. <laughs> part of poetry there.
0: and then there were second there was second round guys you could have had. In fact I'll look that up shortly, but you know, there was things they could have done. There were there were guys they could have taken that could have helped them faster than the guys that, and look, I liked them. I'm not being a hypocrite. Those were juice guys. I thought they were good picks. That was part of the deal, but that is part of the reason. Like that is something to think about. Well, drafting, sure.
3: drafting Patrick wasn't that setting a tone for basically saying we we think we have got what we want. Good. We're, we're, we're good, good for twenty seven. And you know the rest is the build for the future. I mean, it, not every pick was that way, but it. it
1: I, I listen. They they were twelve and four a year ago, and um, and, and brought back just about everybody. So, I, but I do think this is a it's a it's a good column to write over the last month of the season. Is what. The 2017 draft, you know, what, yeah, they yeah. Said,
0: what they said at the time and, and what it ended up becoming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so here are some guys that were taken after Tano Passio. Yeah, we can do this now. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Oh, man. Juju's pretty what, good. What a talent. Um, you saw him in the Rose Bowl. I did. Know? Juju's good. They like Juju, too, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. who's gonna really have, good. He's
1: going to be a rookie of the year now, I think.
0: Yeah. Pat Elfline, the center mm-hmm. for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Juice guy, really good player. Bucca, big fan yeah, big fan of, of, of Pat Elfline. Yeah. Um, let's see. Duh, duh, duh. Oh, oh, let Tano. Tano got
1: his season high snaps mm-hmm. that's the field, yeah, worked out. And and More I less. think Tano, you if you guys ever seen the film, Tano played well. I mean he was uh, on the sack that uh, that Sorensen had Tonto was right there and forced to play to, to uh, get set up the, the Sorensen sack. I think we'll see more of Tonto, especially if D4 doesn't play again.
0: Yeah, I mean, the point is, like, there's guys you could have taken that could have been, you know, more immediately helpful, even if I liked the ones that they took, right? Um, I get that. I'm not being – oh, <laughs> uh, you, you, let's say you didn't like Tredavious White. You could have taken Cam Robinson, the big tackle from Bama. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying there's stuff. Um, so look, they're going to pay for that. Like that, that is what it is. You better hope yeah. that those guys pan out. I'm not being a hypocrite. Those are juice guys. I'm for it's it. It's a I good guess. observation
1: though. By right. It is.
0: But good job landing. Um, <laughs> Paulie DeSantis says, uh, you've oh. got, you guys think Kelsey's frustration was in the moment or something building. He was open a lot Sunday and we all know how Alex has played. Well, Kelsey wants the football, um. You know, I'm sure that still leads teams in targets and targets yeah, interceptions. Yeah, you know, it's not like you know him and Macklin are competing for targets. But
1: anymore. he he was ticked after that last play. Yeah, yeah. He, he was mad. Did he he th- threw th- his th-
3: gloves up, or was he did he did something to demonstrate. Uh,
1: well, one one thing he didn't do is he didn't uh, he didn't go for the ball. You know, when he, guy he makes the interception, yeah. and Travis didn't. Yeah, uh, didn't, yeah. make a, didn't make a play for it.
0: Just uh, Brady Logan says. Hey guys, can you explain why when the defense is loading the box, why isn't Alex checking into a play to take advantage? Well, what we know is that Alex has more responsibility than most quarterbacks Andy's had. What we don't know is why he's not uncorking it deep if they're going to do that. I cannot tell you why. That is why I speculated that maybe he doesn't trust his arm right now. He has not looked the same since the Denver game, which he took some shots in. Um, It just doesn't make sense. Like Alex is not dumb. Okay, this is a he's smarter than anybody in this room. He's smarter than probably many of you watching. Ninety-eight percent of you watching. Like this is not a hard thing. Like people in Madden know what to do when they bring an extra guy. So there's a reason he's not doing it, right? Definitely
1: um, everybody in this room, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <combined>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a Mensa candidate. Right? Um, Better hair than four of us, too. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. I <laughs> are like Alex is all tall. He just looks down on us. He sees our balls. You know? <laughs> um, Ty Love says, do you think... The delay to bitch Alex has anything to do with how his value will be affected for next year? No. I just think Andy's pretty stubborn and he believes in continuity, which is the way a good leader is, by the way. You know, you just, you know, if he goes to Pat, that's it. Like, You're right, Pat's this guy. There's business not going to be business. a Alex, you know, return. That ain't happening. Okay. <laughs> so. so has <laughs> <so it's laughs> nothing to do with how we feel about Alex. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. hey look, look, I still love the guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> you think he's gonna be on the offensive in that press conference? <laughs> yeah, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna go with Patrick to start this game. This has nothing to do with Alex, right? I love the guy, right? but, like, you know, you make the best decision for your football team, so I'm going to ask that you respect that. Um, I've commented on that. I really prefer not to take questions about this. And I, I'm, t- I'm saying it now to get out in front of it, and, uh, yeah, time's Sometimes. yours. Yeah. And if this were Philly, it yeah. would be like, yeah, so does this mean Alex sucks? <laughs> I mean, Andy, I hear you, what you're saying, but that doesn't really make a lot of sense to us. You know, if you go to Patrick now, why didn't you go to him a month ago? Like, if, Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, hey, did, we didn't get to note <laughs> this radical change in Andy uh, on, on, a, on our Facebook Live session, but uh, he really changed it up in his press conference today by saying oh, yeah. he looked forward to um, the opportunity <laughs> to play the Jets instead of the challenge. I
0: know. Total um, slight, I think. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's bulletin
3: Board stuff Absolutely. for the Jets.
0: <laughs> Jordan Tribe says, is the Bills' loss worse than a Giants' loss? No. The Giants'
3: um, loss was a complete embarrassment. Let's call it for what it is. Enjoy. The Bills is bad in the sense that I'm it's it's, it's a double down after the wake up, right? After you you just embarrass yourself and you go and don't okay. don't respond. And then against the
0: New York way. Giants, the Kansas City Chiefs look like absolute garbage right now. Let's just call it for what it is. Yeah, um, there's a new one. Every one, I got I got something different for you. Every one, I got. Something. <laughs> Is this what you were talking about when you say you never know? Yeah. Like, I can come, I can come in all, oh, and then that comes on. Yeah, and,
4: yeah, and then it's just on. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith impression. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, you just know. Yeah, you can be dragging in here. Guys, I don't have it today. I don't have it today.
0: Dave Hewlett points. <laughs> 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 ha, ha! the best. Brian LeBeard says, it's true. It's not all on Alex, but doesn't a more talented QB cover for some of these issues? That's true. there's no denying that that is true the point was that you just knew what this guy was when you got him okay it's not you you ain't got 89 Montana out there okay yeah yeah. it is what it is Uh, but no that's true like you put Aaron Rodgers back there they probably win some of his games I got you um, Clint Miller says, with teams running cover two, what adjustments do you think Andy's going to make outside of O-line schemes? Opponents are going to keep running. Yeah, that's, you're right, they're going to keep running until it works. They're going to have to throw it in the alleys. Mm-hmm. And you throw deep, vertical, four verts. Let's go. That's how you beat cover two. Alex is going to have to make some of those throws and force them out. That's really all it is. Oh, we have a comment from Miss Cindy Billharts. Oh, yeah, is that yeah. right? Cindy yes. Billharts. She says... She says, and you look good doing it, Therese. Ralph says, hi. Hey. Yeah, that's good. Hey, yeah. All right. Thank you, Mama C. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and, and happy birthday.
4: Was oh, that right? Is it?
3: 48 hours. 48 hours. That count counts. counts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. The, We're in the window. Yeah. Up in the window. Jordan, the, a month, little, of, the month of Cindy. month little Cindy.
0: on my hands. Hall. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, not easy having the combo in December, okay? <laughs> A lot of pressure there. You got to deliver on that.
3: You know, I hope you guys are all feeling pressure about January 28th for Therese and me. The <laughs> birthday we share.
0: Oh, yes. How
1: oh. about that? Yeah, you yeah, I did you. Facebook Live just for that occasion. 18 Facebook Live. Just, Where my, will we be? Literally, my
4: stomach just dropped because I thought about... Uh, my wife's birthday, Valentine's Day, and our anniversary are all in the span of two weeks. Oh my Ooh. goodness!
0: Ooh. Oh, I gosh. thought I had it bad. I you got the head on a swivel. That's, that's. <laughs> You got to deliver for each one. You don't get the combo that up. You know, you don't get to do the combo. There's no like twin bill two pack. You, know, you got to just say hey. This is for Valentine's Day. Hey, this is for the anniversary. Hey, this is for birthday. I don't get to cheat on the Christmas birthday combo. I gotta hey, Christmas come back. Hey, birthday. You don't get to cheat on that. You can't. You can't just combo the gift up. Uh, uh, like literally, my stomach. I
3: you can't
4: send
0: yeah. ideas. How are you supposed to come up with three? Oh my, struggle. God. They all got to be good too, because like. A bad one could interact. Ooh. You don't just get to live with the one and be happy for a few months. You kind of got to. A bad one could hurt the way the other two were received. But you got to make the first one great. That's true. The first one's got
1: to be
4: great.
0: Set the tone. Set the tone. What's the the first one?
4: Set the tone. I I think we may. uh, Well, actually, her birthday is the day before the Super Bowl. So this week I started to. Uh, started playing fun. trips. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I'm gonna be free. <laughs> so, uh, I started to. Uh, started Hashtag to look
0: at, <laughs> journalism humor. <laughs> I'm starting to look at beaches. Uh, you wanna switch? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. people, uh, uh, people watch are like,
4: oh, they're laughing, yeah, they're having yeah, a good time. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Brian LeBird says, you guys do a pretty good job at answer, asking Andy questions, Therese. You'd have to waterboard Andy to get more info out of him. <laughs> and, then,
1: and even then, <laughs> yeah. he would be a patriot. <laughs> our, friend, our friend Bobby
3: <laughs> Tarwashi. <laughs> listen. You go down with a listen. 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 You, listen. Can, listen.
0: you, can keep, <laughs> you can
4: keep pummeling me with this waterboard.
0: <laughs> Are you ready to talk now, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get into all that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it to you. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get <it> to you. <laughs> That's not how I roll. No. <laughs> <laughs> we I hope we're enjoying our last live session from the Dawson <laughs> <bossing> Room. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: If our broadband just suddenly cuts
0: out. I'm sure the POD era
3: technology yeah. is still in the room. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: looking
1: around. <laughs> Suddenly we have no
3: wireless signal. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The test signal, Dave. Get, get the test signal ready. <laughs> <laughs> go the, te- the technical
4: difficulties, uh,
0: <laughs> There's no way we're gonna get off the question. Let's just do the best we can. Um, I'm gonna read a question, a somebody of answer you it. Got in front of you. Yeah, Cindy got
1: this started, by the way. Thank yeah. you, Cindy. <laughs>
0: Cindy. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. <clears throat> We're gonna. I'm gonna read a question. Somebody answer. We're moving on. No yep. building on them. Just okay. Um, <laughs> no, 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 hit no, a button. Never me. do that. <laughs> Bobby Tarwacki says first offensive snap's gonna be a all go play action route to tie. Right? We can pretty much take that to the bank. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like the slow sarcasm in that. Yeah. I appreciate it. You know what? I actually, I actually say yes. Yeah. yeah did they do that in
1: the preseason? The first preseason? They did. They didn't, and and well,
3: what was Alex Smith's first pass the, after the Kareem Hunt fumble? Well, didn't when they got the ball back? Well, It was right back. It was right back to cream. cream. That's right. But they they aired it out pretty quick.
1: I can't remember that. I just remember that preseason, the first play of the season. It was.
3: was yeah,
0: that was beautiful. So, yep. Yeah. Okay. Statement. Over under over under from Jordan Tribe. Fifteen and a half snapped for Revis. Fifteen and a half. Hmm. Oh. Um. I'll go up. Yeah. Over. Yeah. I'm I do sure. too. I think he's yep. to start. Um. Joe Scalia, what's the what's the theory on where the hell Parker Inger's gone? I
4: saw him in the locker room today. He's in the locker room all the time. He
0: exists. Yeah, that yeah. is great. He, is.
1: Uh, he has been. He's been. He's been working at tackle during practice. Second team tackle. Hmm. Oh. So what he is said the, that last week? What yeah. is the deal? Talk to, they need depth there. Who, who are their backup tackles, right?
0: Oh, well. well and he played tackle in the college. Well, it was well. That's not a good thing because they traded for Cam Irving for him to be the backup swing tackle. So if he's not playing there, um, maybe they saw what Cleveland saw. That's not good. Okay. Um, the th- they need depth there, but I also think that some of it's like you're you're dealing powerful guys inside, and like when you're a lineman who who snaps an ACL, you don't get to train your legs for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you don't want is an underpowered lineman on the interior of your defense getting bull rushed every play. Mm-hmm. That's just a theory. Okay, Kyle. Kyle Fisher says, question in caps. Okay. Yes, Alex is missing an open guy sometimes. O-line is mad. Does Andy get no blame? Andy, same problems now as his last 10 years. No? Sam? Sam? I mean, he gets blamed. Sure. Yes, they all do. I give them um, Fs every time they lose. I mean, I give the coaching Fs yes, every time.
4: I think you know we can all disagree or whatever. Uh, Alex, Andy, offensive line, top three borders of blame for the offensive problems. And, okay. and and if if Alex was playing well and Andy was calling plays well, the offensive line's problems would really stick out. Like that's all three of them. That, that's an are, interesting are really concept. You you
1: say Alex, Andy, O line. Mm-hmm.
4: I might go O line,
1: Andy, Alex. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm much too much of an Alex apologist. Mm-hmm. I think if the O line was
3: solid, yeah, we wouldn't see any of this. Okay, I do. I, I feel like that too. I yeah. think it just does start with the O line, Mark Bilsky. Yeah. Even though he's got the capacity I to agree. overcome it, but great
0: question. Great. great. I'm glad you said that because Mark Bilsky asked, "What change can be made on the O line?" Well, you get Parker back in there. Um, I'm not sure if Zach Fulton's the answer at guard instead of I thought he was. I was hopeful that he was. He looks like. I mean, he looks like that's where he belongs. He's a better center, I think. I've always yeah, I know you've talked about that. I've been on him as a I center. Mean. Again, like Jacksonville or Tennessee or one of these teams is going to sign him and he'll be really good there as a center. That's my opinion. Um, oh, we can we can do we can let you know Lance Wharton when we do these live podcasts broadcasts. We do them after every game except Christmas Eve. Yes, that ain't happening this yeah. year. <laughs> It has been determined. (laughs) Not happening. Hey, listen, we got things to do on Christmas Eve. Okay, So do you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's not act like you guys aren't going to have that day off, guys. Um, And let me tell you something. I'm not a dad in here, but I will tell you this. Nobody gets screwed harder on Christmas than dad, okay? (laughs) So dad's out there, you know, when you're getting your tie, you know, you got to take care of yourself. So Christmas Eve, I expect you guys to be in a liquor cabinet, okay?
1: All right. All right. All
0: right. Dad has to look. You you know, Dad's got to look out for himself on Christmas to arm himself about because Dad spends so much money and he knows he's about to get That's a true. tie and a sock, right? You, you, just one sock. Just, you're getting your socks for Christmas and your ties when you're out here buying jewelry and, to- and toys. You play know, beach and team. you don't even get credit. <laughs> um, but anyway, we do this after every game, and then every Wednesday at two, unless I have a player interview, right? But don't um, that hasn't happened in a little while. Um, it hasn't happened five in the last yeah, six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> almost done. Thompson Toller says Alex Smith trade value. Uh, I don't know what the last two weeks did.
4: I. I I had been thinking like you might be able to get a second. Yeah, third. They that. gave up two seconds, right? Yeah, is that what they gave up? You think a third?
0: Third? You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. What if it keeps up this way?
4: I mean, no. I, I think we're. I, I was thinking second mid-season. Me um, too. So I don't know now. Third, fourth. The problem is the team that trades for him is not just giving up the pick. They're you know they got to pay the guy. That's a lot of cap space you're giving up yeah. as well.
0: All right. Um, does the defense have to carry us, us the rest of the way, or will there be an upswing after a loss? I'll answer it, Clinton Petrie. I, I think the up. I think, I think if they bounce back, it'll be because the offense got on track somehow. Yeah. Andy's pretty good for that. Um, Law. I can't. I can't pronounce this. How do you pronounce that?
3: S- Lars. Lars va- I can't read the letters. Fike.
0: Okay. We may
3: not have too many Lars on here, yeah. so Lars. Thank do you, Lars. you think?
0: I like to try to pronounce the hard ones. It's fun. Uh, do you think even if the Chiefs and Caps lose to the Jets and Raiders, that a- Alex will start against the Chargers if they're playing for first in the AFC West? Yes, I do
1: too.
0: I do. Calvin Jones, where do you think the where do you think Alex will end up? I mean, Jacksonville's
4: what everybody's been talking about, but now Eli Manny's going to be available as well. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, a lot of places could use a quarterback. Temper.
0: Mm-hmm. Hm. Okay. Um I would say the Jets, actually. I don't think they're gonna be good enough to get Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna have to take one of these projects and I think they'll need somebody yeah. to buffer. So That's I'm gonna say the call. Jets. That's his role. Alex's role mm-hmm. would be as a buffer. Our man Jesse Bates says Late to the party, but thanks for all you guys do. Do you think Raglan's a real deal? I only answered we answered that earlier, but I'm answering that, Jesse, because you're loyal and you watch us every week. Yes. I, I like a lot of what I see from Raglan yeah. and even better I like him as a guy I think he's got a chance to be to kind of carry the DJ mantle as you know locker room talker and lo- like the, the, if, if we had a good media good guy award like they do like in other markets Derek would win again absolutely right? yeah, yeah. or Alex program. or Alex you're right yeah, yeah. yeah. Either one of those it'd be reviews, Derek right. Alex and who else is there anybody else We Chris even? Jones
3: been a little quiet lately yeah, right? yeah. So, a little as quiet as well. after losses too I, I find mm-hmm. Um, it'd be
0: somebody that, that always talks and generally is. All, it'd probably be Alex. Alex. Alex can never like not talk, and Alex does a little, little extra sometimes too. He does.
4: He does. There's, okay. there's not as much asked of this person. Um, who Vahé wrote a terrific story about that you guys all should read. But Mitch Morrison answers all the questions. Like when he's great we as a yeah. pro, uh, with some
0: intelligence, with some thought. Jordan Tribe piggybacking off our Andy waterboard uh says I tell you that's too much water. <laughs> Look hey, man, here. That's we're, well we're about to start, like, well we need, like, honorary A-team members, because I think that just got Jordan in the mix. That's
3: pretty good. That's a guest spot. Are we taking applications yes. for an A-team intern? <laughs> <too much laughs> That's that still... Is, is that, <laughs> we should. We should. You
0: know what? I have an idea about that. I'm going to throw that at you guys when this is over. Um, uh, let's see. Oh. Paul DeSantis, who also would be in the mix for honorary AT member, piggybacking off the Peoli joke, says, "Don't drop any candy wrappers, guys." You yeah. um, Steve Cashman says, "Ride." It's not the water's fault.
4: <laughs> this is not just a water thing. <laughs> Jesus,
0: <laughs> you guys are on a roll. This is actually—I'm like, actually being won over, but the people are winning me over again. That's pretty good. A it. <laughs> it's all the bucket. It's the towel. Yeah,
1: yeah we'll be back here again. <laughs>
4: well, what happened? We started making waterboard jokes. It was like—I know—we uh, were there. It was really funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Clint Miller says, how much better does a 50% Revis make the D? I think he has a chance. To, look, I, I like Revis. I think he's got a chance to help him, man. I think that could be like a little thing. Oh, we have a visitor. That's good. Okay. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> good. That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, John Gordon says, you think Eli goes to Denver? Ah, maybe. Yeah. No, maybe. Him I am not see that. I Oh, Brian LeBird says Christmas rule: when mom's unhappy, everybody's unhappy.
3: That's when dad's unhappy, it's, it's not Christmas.
0: He wasn't done. Oh. He's, he's like, when dad's unhappy, nobody cares.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's again. Yeah, that's not then he finishes Christmas. it.
0: <laughs> Brian LeBird, enjoy your tie. <laughs> All right, <laughs> this is good. Uh, Tommy, we we answered Parker Younger earlier. Um, <laughs> let's see. Brian LeBeau says is Hunt slowly is, is Hunt being slowed down because of the bad online play, or is the year starting to catch up with him? I think it's more the O line play. Um, maybe he doesn't have he has, a chance. I still,
1: I still wish he would. I still wish he would um,
0: run with his head up a little better and,
1: and fight. I think there's a, yeah, a, a little more cutback. Cut yeah, a little more cutback ability. A little more.
0: Perfect. So Jordan tried. As I do remember, the eight team helps us finish this by saying some predictions for Sunday, which we always do to close it out. Right. So let's go. What do you say, Blair? I had the Bills last week. I'm sticking with the visitor. Uh, Jets, 17-16. The last time this team gone went 1-5 went in a six-game stretch, they pulled out of it. I feel like a sucker. But I couldn't – I actually think they're going to win the game, and, like, I'd feel bad for, like – picking against them out of fear, looking like a sucker. I'm actually going to pick them to win. I do think that, you know, if they don't win this game, I would not pick them to win another game. So, um, well, except that that, that Broncos game in New Year's. There's no way they show up for that. There's no way Denver shows up for that game. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win. I think it would be an ugly Game, it'll probably be like you know 17
3: 13. I followed you through every one of those little uh, psychological aspects of what to pick here, and I, I, I think I'm with you. I, I, I actually expect that they're gonna lose, but I'm gonna say they're gonna win uh, 20, to, 20 to 13.
4: 27 13 Chiefs because I'm a freaking idiot. Yeah, I just believe they're gonna break out of it. Hey, you know, know? I thought the same thing last week. <laughs> I thought coming out of the bye in Dallas, they, they'd smoke the Giants so I don't know what I'm doing La-co-
0: I feel like it's coming I hear you Lakota Smith says thanks for what you guys do we appreciate the insight and discussions that's cool and Marianne Zager says are you guys always this much fun um, no. Am- no 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 no
1: no 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 no
0: no do some things for us. This was a season high for in-season, for, uh, in yeah, middle was, of the week. How about that? Thanks. Thanks. Thank that's you, everybody. In the middle of the workday, so let's do this. If you watched this, as I can hear myself cackle, um, <laughs> if you watched this as long, which many of you did, you stuck through this, do me a favor, go to iTunes, rate and review our podcast. This will be posted on our podcast. Rate and review that, right? Sports Beat KC. We're up to 130 reviews. Um, that's good, right? But the thousands of people watch this and listen to this. Uh, each one of them. So we gotta pick that up. I'd appreciate that because we're bringing the juice, even though your team's been terrible. Um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter. We'd appreciate that. Click on our stories. We'd appreciate that. Right? And videos. And, video. <laughs> and videos. You gotta see
1: this sweatshirt that the David is with so It is so good. Come sweet. on. It is awesome. Name that team. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you can see this. The Habitants. Les Habitants. The Montreal Canadiens with the... Yeah,
4: I got you. that? That's <laughs> a classic. nice. a classic.
0: a classic. A classic look from our ace photographer, Dave Hewlett, who is part of the A-team. So from the five of us, you know, we appreciate you guys. We hope that you had a good Thanksgiving as we all go down to the final stretch here Um in 2017, on a positive note, 2017, <clears throat> interesting year, been some, been some,
3: yeah, so. You're being okay. very, very philosophical today. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny, because I walked in here like, yeah. You know, but That camera comes on, apparently. Yeah. That's part of having an unpredictable character. That's <laughs> <laughs> part of, you know what you we need that it's good it keeps things fun alive man. okay thank you guys we appreciate you. you we'll see you this Sunday Chiefs Jets let's go thanks thanks